This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 715, Storming the Castle. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash expressata2020 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020 to learn more. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Owie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth! And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros, and with me I have Ali. Hey, Ali. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. I am glad I survived another Monday at work, and I'm even more glad that Shoutlands is here and it's so wonderful. I don't know what you're talking about. I love it so much. I'm having such a great time. Well, I mean, I guess it's okay. And we also have Toasty. Hey, Toasty. Hello. Hey there, bud. I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. You know why? Because Shadowlands is here. And you know what? You know what Shadowlands being here means? It means that Torghast is here. And and Torghast being here, it, it, I can't see it being anything other than a good thing. Hmm. I haven't hit. I haven't entered Torghast since I last had to. Oh, but you should. It's why because it, it's just so much fun. I, I like the randomness of it, and you know, trying to figure out my abilities and builds on the fly is really fun instead of like having to go for. Okay, well, I want like like this talent is garbage for what I'm doing, etc., etc., etc. I'm not a huge min-maxer, but at the same time, I'm also not going to purposely give myself in in that department if I can help it. So, the ability to just rent, to just pick something that I think might be fun to try and build out in Torghast is is just so much fun for me. One of the reasons I love roguelike so much, like, okay, what am I going to get this time around? And, and what can I hope for? try to make it better and if I don't get that what will at least complement that in some form or fashion hmm that makes sense and that's what Torghast offers uh, I just I, I just I prefer to know what's gonna happen when I'm going through stuff I guess and that's fair too I like predictability and there's nothing wrong with predictability and you know I get that with I get that with a bunch of the other content I do in WoW I get that with raiding and 
dungeons and all that other stuff, but Torghast Torghast fills that roguelike uh, craving that I that I have every once in a while that I don't have time to play because hey, I'm I I do a lot of World of Warcraft stuff, so maybe I should play WoW more. So. <laughs> How are you doing, Medros? I'm doing all right. Um, I, yeah, doing okay. Getting close to the end of the month and, or get, getting through the month and hoping for some good news at work and stuff, but, but it. You, you had me panicking for a minute. They're like, close to the end of the month? What happened? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> we just started. Okay, let me rephrase. Close to the end of my term as it currently it has been extended. Uh, well, hopefully you get hopefully you get the good news you're looking for, man. I'm like I know that's been rough for you. Uh, there are three levels of good news I would take, uh, each better than the other. I would I would take any of those three to be honest. It's fine. Well, I I wish you luck, sincerely. Like I don't know I don't know why I added sincerely to that. I don't know in what situation I'd be wishing you good luck insincerely. <laughs> <laughs> Okay then. Just to emphasize how much I'm hoping for good news for you. All right, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So, yeah. Other than that, just yeah, just uh, working from home and did some Christmas present wrapping on the weekend and stuff, and did some delivering of Christmas presents. So it's good. Medros, you'll actually be really proud of me in terms of the Christmas thing. Uh, it's not me that you have to impress, sir. It's the wife. No, 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 no. Okay, this is why. This is why I think you should. You would be proud of me. You know, you know, okay, how, you know, you ahead. know my attitude towards packing for stuff, right? Like packing for trips and stuff like that. Uh, the closer you can cut it, the better. Yes, I'm aware of that. <laughs> and you know how you're always telling me I should get ahead of things more and maybe prepare a little bit more. Like what? Well, like I do ahead, ahead that, of yes. time. I'm done my Christmas yes. shopping. Wow. Hey, who are you, and who? Do you, what do you do with Toasty? I, I don't. I don't know what came over me this weekend. I was kind of just this weekend. I was kind of just. Uh, like, I, I don't know what. I don't know why I even started going over to Amazon. Cause I'm like, you know what? Like, it's whatever. But next thing I know, I got I got the cart filled with all the Christmas presents for my family and that it should all be d- arriving this week. Very nice. And so I rewarded myself I with uh, two more jerseys. Of course. Hey, my financial obligations have been fulfilled. I haven't bought a jersey in a while. He bought a Christmas present for himself. Yeah. All right. Hey, I went almost the entire year without spending a large amount of money on a jersey. That's impressive. So what'd you get? Got me uh, an avalanche jersey and a devil's jersey. I'm so proud. Sorry, uh, avalanche. You said and avalanche and devils. Okay. Devils one was the devils oh. one was the best one because it cost me like twenty bucks. Thank you, holiday nice. sale. Uh, Manny, it is not a Christmas jersey. the The New Jersey Devils did not have their their Christmas tree reverse retro available to purchase for the price I bought that jersey for. I want that one though. <laughs> so I, I don't think I've mentioned some of the books I've received lately. 
Oh, okay. Uh, so I got the Exploring Azeroth one on the weekend. Very nice. That's on my Christmas That's list. So good. Uh, however, I have like five other Warcraft books that I need to read before I will let myself read that. Which ones? Um, I'm about halfway done Chronicles Volume 2. Nice. Uh, then I need to read Chronicles Volume 3, which is still in its plastic. How's that? Um, how? How? How's it still in its plastic? The, the, uh, then I need to, like, actually look at the WoW pop-up book. And then, um, I want to at least look through the, uh, illustrated Lord of the Clans and, um... Rise of the Horde that I got. Because, uh, I, I, I mean, I've already read the book, so I don't need to read them, but I, I want to look through it to look at the, at the art and stuff and see how it's kind of laid out. See, Medros, I, um, I'm going to jump in here with and echo some of Ellie's thoughts regarding Chronicles Volume 3. Like, I understand not getting into it to read it. I mean, that's fine. I, I Full disclosure, I haven't read it either. Uh, not finished it anyway, but, like... I opened it the day I got it, <laughs> just because like the art. I wanted I wanted to flip through the art, and I'm like knowing knowing that you also enjoy the like the, the different art stuff in all these books. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you haven't just cracked it open just to look at the art. I, I, I I'm doing that. Uh, the, the exploring Astroth one also hasn't been cracked open either. Okay, uh, it's still in plastic as well. Uh, I'm doing that to try and encourage myself to get through the previous one. Uh, so the, the next one's something to look forward to. See, okay, I get that. That make that 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 actually does make a lot of sense. So it, it's it's a it's a carrot and a stick. Uh, carrot is I get really good artwork if I get through it. Stick is I don't get to open it if I don't get the last one. Before. Okay, no, yeah, I get that. Okay, that makes sense. I, I guess. <laughs> I it's just it's just just the way I am. So I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I felt like I wanted to, to force myself to, to get through some of the stuff. Cause I mean, most of the stuff that's in these Chronicle books, I'm pretty sure I know. Cause I've read, like I, I, I thoroughly read over the original lore of Warcraft that was on the site at launch and for like the first two years of the game. Okay. But it's like, I want to, I, I want to have anything else that I can glean because I'm sure there's I'm sure there's stuff that's new that's not uh, that I haven't seen before and stuff like that so um, I, I want to get myself through it so. yeah and also I'm sure we talked about some of the major story revelations on this very show <laughs> when shortly I'm sure we shortly did. after those books came out so you know I get it um, but yeah I'm 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 excited to get around to the others and uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting through a bunch of books at the end of the month because our office is closing um, after Christmas until the new year. So, okay, it's, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to spending a lot of those days reading. Like the past couple of vacations I had, I had some very specific goals in mind. Like, obviously, the latest one was to play a bunch of WoW because you know Shadowlands launch. Um, yeah, the one before that, I I, I took that time to just do a bunch of stuff around the house. So Christmas Christmas time is gonna yeah. be is gonna be Toasty's reading week. Which I know for most for, for for all of us Canadians is usually in February. 
But, you know, mm-hmm. I'll take it where I can get it. I haven't had reading week in, well, I'm 33 now, 12 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no ski, no, no, no fancy ski trip this time, but, you know, bunch of reading. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so we can get up in our Discord before, uh, maybe just as we were about to launch the show, I think. And, and I want to say for the record, um, you have been by far the longest patron we've had on the show, uh, for the show. However, you have now been eclipsed in funds donated. Really? Yep. Oh, I, guess uh, they, I guess they do a higher tier than me. Somebody else does $10 uh, and they caught up to you. Oh, it was bound to happen eventually. It was. Uh, literally, it, it would have been this past month you were, were past. Oh, so you're saying if I up my pledge next month, I can... If you up your pledge by $15 next month and then keep it at least $10, you will stay in the lead. Or regain the lead, then stay in the lead. Mm. You know, I'll, I, I, I'm, I'm redoing my budget <laughs> next year uh, for Janu- uh, starting next year. Because I've got a bunch of other stuff that uh, is coming off the books, as one could, would say. So m- m- maybe that's something worth considering. Uh, I, I want to be sure, be clear. I do appreciate every patron. Uh, every one of the people on this list is 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 special to me, and I very much appreciate all your support. Uh, whether it's the one dollar, like some of our our listeners do, um, or you know five or ten or more. So. We, we, we appreciate that you enjoy our content and us enough that you feel like uh, you want to show that support in a financial way. That's, I, it, yeah, it's, uh, words hard, but because I don't, I don't know how to properly say thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's, it's very much appreciated. Uh, and all the support is appreciated, so. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's just one that's not mentioned. Uh, so, um, Ali, how you doing in WoW this week? Good. So I finally hit sixty. You know, when we talked about last week, how I was I was taking my time. I was taking my lore notes and really immersing myself, and it was glorious. And while, yes, there is a part of me that feels behind because the raid's coming out and whatnot, it was such a fantastic leveling experience that I don't regret it one bit. Um, I absolutely love this expansion. I love the zones. I love the stories coming out of each one. And so it was just... Oh, it was so good. Like, to the point that I'm probably... When I pick up one of my alts down the road and take them through... I'm probably just going to do the leveling again instead of the skip. Unless I really want to run a bunch of dungeons, which might happen. At least on my DK, we'll see. But I'm... I'm really happy with this expansion. I've taken so many screenshots, and like I said, so many notes. And finally got to choose my Covenant last night and did the intro to Torghast, which it felt so stinking good to be back in Torghast again. Loved it, you know, it's just the intro of the tutorial. It was still really cool. And did the whole, you know, when you, when you choose Arnwield, when you choose Night Fae, you get the whole play. And I've, I've done it in beta. So it was pretty cool to do it in live and have it be legit and be my tune and everything. 
and I'm just I'm just really enjoying the expansion. I could sit here for another hour and just gush about how amazing this is. We did that last week though. <laughs> I know. I know. So I'm trying I'm trying not to. I'm trying to like instead of just saying over and over how great it is, I'm trying to like be more concise and detailed about what's great about it. But I can't cuz there's so many good things. <laughs> like I think I think okay, so specifically for my questing yesterday, I finished up Ravendreth and did all these stuff with uh, Theotar, the Mad Duke and opened the Ember Ward up and everything and the Mad Duke was cracking me up. I like him so much. His click lines are phenomenal and hanging out with him and Sybil and everything is just it's just so fun. Like I want to meet whoever at Blizzard wrote these lines and and meet their voice actors because it was just so well written and portrayed by the voice actors and it was just so much fun i love it so good. i think it helped like with his specific quest line too in the area that you're questing with him in it 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 helped show off a couple of different aspects of his character i feel like like we, yeah and, and and it's just uh, yeah, like Theotar is probably one of my favorite NPCs to come out of Shadowlands. It's so good. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. I mean, it helps that I'm easily amused, but it's just the way it was done. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's fantastic. But yeah, I'm I'm finally 60 and open up everything to take care of things. And uh, I've got a lot of podcasting in the next few days, but I'll be able to hopefully after that. Finally get my item level up and uh, kind of get on top of things again. And thankfully, it sounds like the catch up isn't going to be too painful. And I'm not in the grand scheme of things. While I feel behind right now, in the grand scheme, I'm not really all that behind. So it's it's OK. And um, yeah, it's it's, a, it's been a good week. So basically what you're saying is Shadowlands is still awesome. Uh, yes, yes, indeed, I am in fact saying that. I'm glad you were able to glean that from my mushy ramblings of happiness. I'm glad to hear that confirmation. I wasn't sure, so <laughs> good to know. Do I need you to keep rambling about it? Because I can. If you need that confirmation, I can make this happen. Do You do you. I really like this expansion. <laughs> <laughs> And how about you, Toasty? Oh, man, this week was busy for me. Uh, so I, uh, you know, I did the usual stuff. I did my I did my chores, as you could, as some people call them, for the week. I got my renown up. I did my moss stuff. All, all, all that kind of thing. Torghast what, featured heavily in my week, to the surprise of nobody, I'm sure. Uh, Mortrigar can... Can go places that I can't say on this show. But Mortrigar was awful, especially as melee. Because Mortrigar like the 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 some of the mobs when you kill them they drop they drop a pool of stuff on the ground. And unless you get the specific anima power to deal with it, 
those pools uh, are not great. So they persist on the ground they do, and they do taking damage. And they have a nasty habit of overlapping if you've killed a bunch of them, which uh, definitely happened to me a lot. Uh, so, for the fr- so for the first three or four runs on layer three, I just did not get that power at all which sucked i i, I uh, it was the first it was the first time in torghast and layer three that i f- failed to get to the boss the boss four which just did not feel good eventually at one point i'm like screw this i'm happy with the soul ash i got off layer one that that layer was doable i'm just gonna call it there i got i have the soul ash i need to craft my legendary at this point it's fine and then saturday no when did I craft my legendary, Ellie? That was yesterday, right? Uh, yes, because I was streaming and you were confused as to why I knew you crafted your legendary. Yeah, that was it. And then, and then Sunday, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go do it again. And uh, like the first attempt through, I got the appropriate anima, pow- anima power to deal with it. It's the power where instead of those pools damaging you when you stand them you can absorb the pools and let the, have them heal you which made dealing with Ooh. which made dealing with the packs of stuff around the floors super easy like the fights were long but i never really came close to dying because i was constantly absorbing those pools to heal up so yeah i finally got that down and that was a great feeling like that's unfortunately that's Unfortunately, that's just one of the downsides with roguelikes. Sometimes you do get screwed over in terms of the powers you yeah. get, and you're just not going to finish it. And you're going to, you, you know, you're going to put like in the case of Torghast, maybe forty minutes into a higher layer uh, wing, and have it come up for have it, and have it be for nothing. And that's a that's a sucky feeling, but you know, it also tracks with the uh, with the with with the genre that Torghast is very much inspired by, which is roguelikes. You know, sometimes you get screwed over. And there's not really much you can do except roll the dice again on your next attempt. But I got it down, and it was a super good feeling. Uh, the boss was awful. It was a weird slime thing that just ate all my Obleron armor. Which um, I didn't have a lot of. <laughs> So it didn't really matter, but I feel like I spent 10 minutes trying to whittle this boss down. It had a super high health pool, and like I had enough survivability that I wasn't really worrying about dying. But I, I, because because that wing, for me, resulted in me picking up a lot of survivability stuff, my damage wasn't what it could have been, so it was a slog. But I got it down, so that's all that matters. So did you enjoy that it was that challenging or was it annoying that it was that challenging? Because I've heard various opinions on it. Um, I feel like so. So I like I, I, I'm very much enjoying the, the challenge overall, like having challenging stuff is a lot of fun. Um, but for this particular run, I didn't enjoy it because because I had so much survivability. I knew that I knew that dying wasn't really a realistic expectation, unless I did something really dumb like pull everything. Right. But if I was sensible with my pulls and all that, dying wasn't really an option. 
because I had so much survivability. Like, I had a chance. I picked up the animal power where when you get hit, there's a chance that you're going to cast Ignore Pain. And then in addition to that, I picked up an animal power where it says, wait, when you, when you use Ignore Pain, you have a chance of using Enrage Generation. And, it, and so Ignore Pain gives you a, um, an absorb of sorts, right? You ignore a certain amount of damage. Enrage Regeneration is, I can't remember the exact number, but you, you get a, over, over time you get healed a little bit and your bloodthirst which is one of the main abilities for warriors or for fear warriors rather when you use that on something you get healed for a significant chunk so that combination of abilities meant that i was i was getting a lot of chances to just heal myself up without actually using my cooldowns so I was I was able to use those cooldowns when it really mattered, right? But still, like passively healing myself for a not insignificant amount. Um, yeah, I mean, it was fun being that survivable as a Fury Warrior, and I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> if anybody from our our raid team would have seen it, they're like, "Oh wow, Toasty's not face first on the floor. What's going on?" He's not actually dying. Yeah, like, like the 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 ramp the, the ramping difficulty in Torghast is what makes it so much fun for me, and it it's 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 there's, there's less pressure involved with it because I I typically tackle Torghast solo. Like I've only ever I haven't done it in a group setting since Shadowlands launched. Like all my all my group adventures to Torghast have were in the Alpha and Beta. But because I'm go I'm by myself, like there's less pressure on me because I'm not like in, in a dungeon or raid scenario, I'm like, okay, there are there are X amount of people here doing this content with me. And, you know and I don't want to I I I, I you feel that pressure at least I do. Uh feel that pressure a little bit to do a bit better and not and not be and not holding the group back. Yeah, I get that. And I don't have that in Torghast. I can just keep doing it as much as I want because because it's an <laughs> unlimited thing, right? So whenever I feel like doing it, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do this and do something funky with it. See what happens. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. And if it doesn't work, I learn from that and don't try it again. And go right back in and try something new. So yeah, did Torghast. Lots of Torghast. So much Torghast. But this week for me it was pretty much Torghast and running Necrotic Wake again and again and again and again and again. Like it wouldn't surprise me if I got in like into the 50s or something like that in times I ran Necrotic Wake. It was it was excessive. But does your memory drop there, or do you just keep doing it? Um, the the ideal legend the the ideal memory for me drops there. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, thankfully, they've they've now changed up the drop rates for those legendaries that drop in dungeons, so that the higher difficulty you're running it in, it has an increased chance of dropping there. 
because that wasn't the case at first. And oh man, it was rough. I, I'm, I was at the point where I'm at the point where I've got almost every single piece of gear that I can get from Necrotic Wake. That's useful for me. Only thing I'm missing in right now is the two-hander that drops off the last boss. It's only because the first couple times I got a one-hander from a boss because I was set to Fury and that's what it decided to give me at the time. Not that I'm bitter about that or anything. No, you totally don't sound bitter. <laughs> but yeah, got got I got the legendary memory. I made my cloak. I made it a cloak because I still haven't replaced my cloak from from BFA. So I replaced one orange cloak with another. Um, yeah, uh, that's about it for WoW. Uh, Torghast and Necrotic Wake. But I had a lot of fun doing both. Well, more Torghast. Necrotic Wake got boring after a while. <laughs> uh, what about you, Metros? How was how was your week in WoW? Uh, my week in WoW was pretty good. Um, I now have three characters over in Shadowlands content. Uh, my Druid, my Pally, and my Demon Hunter. Nice. Uh, so I have Bastion, I have Night Fae, and I have Venthyr. And next up, I'm probably going to bring my Death Knight over, who is going to go uh, Necrolords. So I'll have one in each of the uh, Covenants. Oh, man, and that Necrolords um, plate is so good. I love the look of that. I want it, but I can't have it. <laughs> um, I'm going to be... Uh, Gonna be kind of doing characters, I think, a little bit different than I've done in the past. Uh, so my druid, I was playing him for a while, and then I ran out of rested XP, so I benched him for a while. That's when I brought in the demon, the demon hunter, and then I'm gonna switch back to the druid once the demon hunter's out. Um, and then if I find a point where they're both out of rest XP, then I will move over the de the death knight and kind of do that as my plan going forward to kind of max out my rested XP benefits to ensure that I can get as best I can. So Nice. That's a good idea. Because, um, yeah, I, I have the rested XP. I have lots of characters. Um, and and that's that seems like a, a worthy use of, of time to avoid um, wasting time. So my, uh, my Druid is 55 and is working on Bastion right now. Uh, has done all, uh, all has done the help the night fay out x amount of for x amount of time or whatever um, that he needed to do there. Now he's in Bastion. He's about halfway, just over halfway through the progress bar there. So um, probably going to end up hitting uh, about fifty six. I'll probably hit the next one. I don't know which I'm going to choose. It's kind of hit or miss on uh, both of those really. Uh, they're neither Maldraxxus nor uh, Remondreth are pretty zones in any way, shape, or form. Um, uh, in our Discord, actually, before the show today, uh, Red did uh, point me to uh, the next thing I'm going to be hunting uh, very significantly. Uh, I think you have to be Kyrian for it. Uh, but there's a, a lost featherling 
that apparently when you mount, when you have it out, it mounts on a little Larian. Um, it is adorable. And apparently, like, crafts a bell if you're idle long enough that you can use, that you can ring. Um, I just, I really want one of these things. Um, but it's, it's in an area of, of Bastion that is, uh, got a lot of elites. So it's going to be kind of a tagging with other people who are around there and who are alliance and stuff. So, um, my main is now exhausted on, uh, BFA war resources, so he likely will not return to Orlis Harbor. I'll probably toss his captain's ring back in the bank. Uh, no longer equipping that at all. And then uh, the druid and the demon hunter have... Are, I don't have very much left either. Um, they've all sent off some of their... Res- like Bought the ca- resource caches and sent those off to other characters. Um, and as... As more characters move over, they're going to send off whatever they have left over uh, to to alts. Um, I am making sure that I anything that's over five thousand towards the Paragon, I try and work off that uh, so that I can maximize what they have uh, used and then the gold they've earned because you get a lot of gold for Paragons. Yeah, like I would say probably a good half million gold I've earned in the last three months has been for Paragons. Uh, across nine characters. So, and I am now, across all my characters, I have just over a million gold. So, pretty happy with that. And, um, I, I actually just realized, ironically and weirdly today, that the at max level, the, the stuff you get, the, the daily quests you get in your, your uh, Sanctum, uh, is basically the emissary quest we used to get, and I didn't realize that for some reason, because uh, I've been making sure to do it every day. Because I'm like, oh, well, it might disappear at midnight or, or at reset of, of daily quests, and I don't want to lose it. Uh, so that kind of made me feel kind of silly. I also realized today that uh, world quests in Shadowlands don't expire at the top of the hour uh, necessarily, because uh, I had I was doing one that expired at like 39 minutes after the hour. And that felt really weird, because I'm used to BFA, where, oh, so there's a timer on that one. I know I have till the top of the hour. Uh, thankfully, I've completed the one that I was working, that I was aiming at, but it kind of threw me a little bit to see that. Um, my auctions have done pretty well, but uh, selling Shadowlands gear has not been very profitable. So uh, I'm probably going to hold off on crafting anything else. For a while, and just focus on like selling off greens that I get in the world, kind of thing. So, yeah, that's about it. Um, it was a pretty, pretty casual uh, weekend, well, and um, yeah. So that's about it. So, uh, what is coming up in WoW this month? We did month last week. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> So this week in WoW, uh, we've got great news for Raiders and Mythic Flusters alike. Season 1 of Shadowlands uh, stuff starts this week. So with that, we've got Castle Nathria opening on Tuesday. And we've also got, unrelated to the Season 1 stuff, Battleground Bonus Event starts on December 8th, runs to the 14th. And PvP Brawl Pact House, my favorite PvP Brawl. 
because jumping into a group of 40 people and bladestorming is just super satisfying. Although I don't know how well that's going to play off with that target cap now. Oh well. Um, that's also running from December 8th to the 14th. Now, are we getting, like, weekly quests like we had before in this expansion? I haven't really checked for that. The, what do you mean by weekly quests? Like, we had the, the World Quest weekly that we had in BFA and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, the, like the, the I think they're called weekend events in the quest log, right? Like it, okay, it would be like, like Wrath Time Walking or Shadowlands Dungeon Event or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those are still a thing. So, um, like, so there is a quest then for it. Um, yes, I don't know where you picked those up. Actually, we sh- I should find that out. <laughs> we there wasn't one last week. I assume because of you know, Shadowlands being all new and fancy and stuff like that. New and fancy. Okay. Th- so this week's event is the Battleground bonus event. Yeah, apparently next week there's a Shadowlands dungeon event. Correct. That kind of... We'll, we'll soon there, buddy. But okay. It's okay. I need the experience. <laughs> I need, not experience, the uh, rep. So Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I was just looking at the, uh, the, the WoW companion app, so... Um, but yeah, I, I just wasn't sure how that worked, this expansion, since... I haven't really been looking for that kind of stuff, so. Yeah, honestly, that 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 stuff kind of slipped my mind too. All right, well, glad, glad I was glad I'm not alone there. <laughs> uh, so, uh, our first bit of news is, of course, Shadowlands season one. Um, you will get access to all the season one stuff. So, the new raid will start to roll out. Um, new. Uh, affixes for Mythic Keystone Dungeons, PvP Season 1, and so on. Um, are, you, are you guys are you guys going in this week on uh, Nathria? Sure are. Uh, where are you guys starting? Normal? Heroic? Uh, normal. normal. Yeah. Oh, come on. You're not, you're not going to start with Heroic? Come on. You guys can do it. Um, guys, no, okay. some of us are some of us are not quite geared enough <laughs> to queue for Heroic Dungeons. So, heroic raid maybe not so attainable. Well, you know, if some people weren't always looking her up and looking around and making notes, maybe they get through stuff. <laughs> Ali wasn't actually the one I was thinking about there. <laughs> Although I am, I am two points away from yellow queue from heroic dungeons. It's it's a combo. Of, I took I took my time and enjoyed it the way I wanted to, and I also have been very busy between podcasting and on- offline and stuff. So, oh, it's kind lack of, of dedication to raiding. Ugh. Oh, the dedication's there, trust me. Like, there's a part of me that's, like, been beating myself up that I may not be ready for Wednesday. But at the same time, you know, I I wanted to take my time to enjoy it. And I wanted to be able to do the things offline I need to do, like, decorate for Christmas and whatnot. So it's been just a busy time for Shetlands to be dropping. Yeah, that's, that's another thing I didn't consider when we found out the... Uh... When we found out the raid release schedule and all that, like, you know, initially all of us thought it was going to happen in the new year. And now it's happening before Christmas. And that's another thing I didn't I didn't consider would be getting in the way. Like, people, like, in the weeks prior to it. 
you know, where we would normally be gearing up and all that other stuff. Like, oh yeah, like people are going to want to do like Christmassy stuff, like decorate and go look for a Christmas tree, all that, all that other stuff. <laughs> but yeah, no, that also so, gets in the uh, way. So, Toasty, I, I, I got a, a, a message today to ask you a question um, about when people can tune into you streaming as you tank Mystic Plus Dungeons. Um, will? No. Will, what are you talking about? No, oh, gee, I wonder. I wonder why I would think Will Siler would do that. <laughs> <laughs> I make no comment on who, the source of the question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently, Ethan Hasakos has felt like he needed to tell people uh, that Sire Denathria's loot will be restricted until Castle Nathria is cleared. Uh, so you, until you've cleared Castle Nathria, you will not get uh, loot boss loot from the, the that would match the high end boss uh, in your great vault. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, you do have to complete a boss or or the, the the top end of that to get the top end gear from that that raid in your great vault. So sorry, guys. I know you guys are all looking forward to it. I mean, probably looking forward to it for next week because I didn't do anything to fulfill the needs to uh, open up my green vault this week. I keep meaning to do mythics, but I also wanted to chain run Necrotic Wake until I got my legendary memory. So, uh, Wowhead buried, uh, there's also Stone Generals as well. Uh, Thank you, Manny, for telling me more than the uh, headline that Wowhead did. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, the Great Vault, we can't use the Great Vault this week, man, yeah, yeah. I was more joking that I haven't done anything, I, I haven't done anything that would qualify for me for a Great Vault thing anyway. So, uh, so, let, let's talk some Torghast. Yes? Okay. <laughs> oh, Torghast. So, as many people know, Wings 1 through 3 were what is uh, was available. I like how I closed the tab that I was going to look at instead of the Shadow Priest tab I was looking at. So uh, layers one through three were available this last week. And now this week with season one opening up, we get layers four, five, six, which are quote unquote heroic layers. So that means you'll be able to get more soul ash and whatnot you it does look like there's less soul ash available on these other three layers you know for example uh layer one has 120 as your reward uh layer two is 100 when you hit layer four it's 70 then 16 50 like I, I've, I'm pretty sure they've mentioned it before where they don't want it to feel like you have to constantly grind Torghast. Yeah. And so it, while part of me is like, it feels weird to be getting less soul ash for harder parts of it, but it makes sense because they really don't want you grinding it out. Yeah, diminishing returns and whatnot. Yeah, all that. So after season one, with these new layers, you do all of it, players can earn... 485 soul ash per wing. So with two wings open, that means you can get 970 soul ash per week in Torghast at the start of season one, which is pretty cool. 
helps with legendaries and whatnot. And we also got a nice Wowhead article with some, some tips. Because, you know, with the Starvin expansion, we have a lot of different systems to learn, currencies, words for things and whatnot, and it can feel overwhelming. So some general tips and tricks for Torghast here. What a lot of people don't know is that it can actually be very helpful to do Torghast in groups. Plus, you know, fun. But I know some people who are just who are legit running a regular party. You know, they have a tank, they have a healer, they have three DPS, and it makes it really doable for them. In Torghast, mob scaling is reduced for four to five player parties, which is good to know. When you have more players in the party, you have more CC available, which actually is useful at times again, which is crazy because for the longest time we've never needed CCs ever. So that's pretty neat. When you do have more players, just so everyone knows, all players get to choose their own anima power. It's not you're you're not choosing per group. It's just you get to choose your own, but it does make it more likely that someone will get the really nice ones, like the chunky phantasma ones or whatever. Also, something to know, on floors three and six, you get the broker floors. And that's when you see the broker, you get to get some buffs, you you know, spend that phantasma you've been collecting. And you can also change your talents and gear and whatnot. But on those broker floors, you can use your Phantasma to get the plundered anima cell and the ravenous anima cell. So the plundered one, you just get to pop an anima cell power right then and there. The ravenous one you use on a non-elite target and turn that, literally turn the mob into an anima cell, which is really cool. Only one person needs to buy it for the group. And I think if I'm right, only one person can buy it. But what's nice is that when you use it, everyone can get that anima power. Uh, let's see, other tips. Most mobs can only attack one target at a time, which is kind of nice. So it does make it, again, helpful to have a group to go into, or at least a few players. And if you see the soul remnants, the ones that are, you know, those souls are chained to the floor or they're in their cages. Some people like they're just on a mission for the anima cells and trying to get to the boss and whatnot, and they don't slow down to actually free them, but they're really useful because when you free them, you get Soul Remnant's Blessing, which is a stacking 1% main stat buff. That really helps. I think it can go up to 15% or, or actually it says 15% or more. So that really starts to add up and can really make a big difference to your power level and your ability to clear these floors. So yeah, plus all there's all the up upgrades you can get from Venari. Who's right outside 
Torghast and you spend a lot of time with while you're unlocking Torghast and whatnot. And yeah, it's just there's there's a lot of little details to learn about Torghast. But it's worth it because it makes the experience more enjoyable and you really just sink your tink into the sink your tink. I don't know what that is. Sink your teeth into this content, which is a lot of fun. Tink. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, now, I know I, I've only done the tutorial, but I did Torghast in a group on beta and it was it was a lot of fun to do it with a group of friends and whatnot. Toasty, you, you said you've only been soloing it? Correct. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe at some point the three of us can do Torghast again. That'd be a lot of fun. Maybe the next time we do like a Monday stream, we can just do some Torghast. Yeah, because I mean, Torghast, yeah, tor I mean, Obviously, I'm having a lot of fun with Torghast. I've been doing it a lot solo, but the, the, the when we when we did the group Torghast runs in beta, it was just a lot of fun. Especially, especially when some of us were in classes we weren't entirely familiar with Zerifus, Um who <laughs> may have underestimated the distance that a monk can roll. <laughs> did he roll right off? Yes, he did. That's amazing. Yeah, I think you, weren't you there? <laughs> oh no, that was Arlie. No, I, I would never there. do that. No, never. That's just a rookie move right there. Rolling off stuff. <laughs> I almost jumped off one time with the uh, that anim ability that makes your jumps further. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost jumped right off a platform one time. Yeah. Okay, Manny, I'm, I'm, I'm a little offended here. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're classifying my co-host correctly here. However, I'm apparently now a warlock <laughs> in your imagination. I mean, at least call Toasty a tank and make Allie, like, I don't know, a mage or something. I have a mage. I miss her. I'll play her. That's fine. This is not This is not what this is about, Allie. This is not all being correct. <laughs> okay, so wait, 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 wait. All right, all right. If, okay, so we know what Medros's obviously wrong classification is. Mine is either between a tank or a paladin. What would Allie's what would Allie's grossly incorrect uh, classification be? I don't actually know. I mean, I've got I Legion. I did half healing and a half tanking with my blood DK, so that's not it. My first tune that I played for years was a rogue, so I stabbed things. I do have my mage, which I love very much, and I miss her. I don't. I don't honestly know the answer to that. I like to like things, so I like a lot of things. <laughs> Is there any class you don't have one of? I don't. There's a few, actually. I don't have a demon hunter yet. I don't have a what? hunter. That's How not a, a demon hunter. Because I'm too busy trying to get keep my gear up for healing. <laughs> uh. Actually, I will give what, what Manny said here in chat. Ali's grossly incorrect classification is clearly a discipline priest. Because it's an affront against holy. Whoa, whoa! What's with the discipline because priest hate? I now I while I don't 
hate discipline priests. I hate the fact that I've had so many people in the past tell me I'm a crappy healer if I don't go disc when I hold my own just fine and do very well with holy. And I, I don't know discipline. My muscle memory is not for discipline, so I wouldn't play discipline. So I think if we're going to grossly incorrect classify me, it'd be discipline. There you go. Because I am holy or shadow and that's it for my priest. Okay. All right. So we'll do that. <laughs> so if we want to, if we want to make the grossly the grossly incorrect classification jokes, uh, Medros will rain down hellfire. I will bathe everybody in holy light, and Allie will throw shields on everybody. That's ba- that's, sure. that's, ba- that's mean, basically discipline priest, right? <laughs> basically, I mean, I did get my 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 shield back as holy. Okay, but but so that's but, but, throw, but, but throw, it's my but, one like I can only put on one person. Yeah, but so. throwing shields on throwing shields on everybody is very is very centric to the discipline priest. Yes, <laughs> very very yeah very very much. I mean, really, this conversation is really useless because I'm not going into Targast, so it's fine. Yes, you are. I've been in Targast only to do the quest I had to do. That is it. But you you, you had fun with it with us. I don't know what you're talking about, Ali. Please stop being this Okay. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on and talk about some updated PvP loot table stuff, eh? Alright, so basically when it comes to PvP here, there's a couple different options. Of course, you've got the per- option the option to purchase gear with honor. That's a currency that's kind of been reintroduced in, in Shadowlands. And, um, you know, you can go to the ve- you can go to vendor, I believe it's... Oh, what's the name of that vendor? Uh, Zokul. Yeah, uh, you can go to the you can go to the vendor Zokul in Oribos to purchase different honor gear, and that can be leveled up and upgraded with honor. You can hold up to fifteen thousand honor, and the upper limit of what you can upgrade the gear or how much you can upgrade the gear rather is determined by whatever your renown level happens to be. And then, of course, we've got conquest. That's the other PvP currency now that gear starts out at 200 and it can be upgraded up to five times uh so it goes from 200 to 207 213 220 and 226 at unranked combatant challenger rival and duelist uh so like i said that's purchased with conquest if now the the other side of that coin is you can only hold so much conquest uh, week to week. Now we're going to start out at a cap of 550 conquests on the week one of season one, and that cap will increase 550 for every subsequent week. So, if for example you earn 550 conquests during week one, you can earn 550 conquests during week two. Now, let's say for example you didn't do your conquest grind week one. If if that's the case. You'll be able to earn up to 1100 conquest week two because you didn't use up that cap last week, and you can earn all 1100 the following week. So the the the, the cap to conquest is kind of a rolling thing. It basically it'll just slowly increase over time. So if on week three, or sorry, if on week two, if another example is if you were to earn only 400 conquest during week one. You can earn 700 conquest week two. This means that you're not really losing out on the conquest you 
failed to earn the previous week. In fact, you can keep, you can take a break for, you know, the first two weeks if you still choose, and then choose to take advantage of the increased cap conquest cap on week three and gain all the conquests that you are eligible to have earned. Related to the whole conquest gear thing, one thing that people noticed uh, when in regards to the conquest weapons specifically is that there was a prerequisite related to those conquest weapons and the purchase of them that stated that you had to earn at least 5,000 conquest points in order to be able to purchase those weapons. Now, that's been hotfixed. It was a kind of a relic of the old system and it wasn't intended to have been carried over so that the prerequisite of earning that achievement has been removed so you don't need to earn the 5,000 conquest prior to be able being able to even purchase those weapons which is good because you know at 550 a week that was about nine weeks before you'd even have the prerequisite to be able to purchase those weapons now all you need to worry about is grinding out the conquest required to purchase those weapons before you can you know do that um, I don't really have too many thoughts on this. I don't, I mean, I don't PvP a lot. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this system or whatever. Not personally. I, I dabble, um, but not enough to really have an MP in one way or the other. Yeah, I, I don't PvP. Okay, well, we have that information out to everybody. Um, again, you can find more of a breakdown. If, you, if you're interested in looking at the actual numbers and all that, there's a blue post. Wowhead has something up as well. So go ahead and give that, uh, give that a read. Okay. All right. Uh, so speaking of books, I, I mentioned earlier that I've gotten a few books uh, from the folks at Blizzard and such uh, lately. And um, they uh, were able to cover uh, the other day for an, a new book coming up soon. The Folk and Fairy Tales of Azeroth. Yeah. Um, and I want to, before we get into the cover, I actually want to talk about the, the list of authors and, and people who are involved in this book. Um, there are some pretty impressive names here, including Christy Golden and Madeline Rue, um, and, and several other really talented, uh, creative people, and I'm really looking forward to seeing this book. Um, the cover has, uh, I, I believe this is supposed to be Uther, uh, based on the armor. Yep. And uh, Uther is looking pretty awesome. Um, pretty much, pretty pretty easily, somebody I do not want to ever meet in a dark alley who's angry at me. Uh, though, I mean, logically, he could just, you know, brighten it with some light, but whatever. Um, it also has uh, various creatures. Uh, Vulpira, Kobold, Tuscar, um, a Dragon. I don't know who the dark-haired... Uh, maybe a Night Elf, maybe? Um, but the, the cover art looks really impressive, uh, and I'm really excited to see this book. Uh, what do you guys think of the cover? It looks great. So well done. Love it. Yeah, it, it does a good job of, like, kind of pointing, putting it out there that this is, like, these are supposed to be fairy tales and stories for children. Like, it's, it's got, it's got that children's storybook vibe that I really like. Especially considering it's supposed to be, you know, Children's stories. At least that's my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm really excited for this. It's good. I think it's going to be a really fun book to read, and uh, should be uh, should have some pretty good stories uh, written by some really great people. So, uh, really, really going to be interested by this one here. I don't know what I'm looking forward to more: the Kobold story or the Tuscar story. 
Like, oh, those those could be interesting stories. You know, take handle, Toasty. You know, take handle. <laughs> the, the kobold story is just... It's, it's, the, it's the story of the first candle that was taken and why they're so superstitious about the... That would be amazing, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, so Ali, how how big of a role could this book play in your story, your your podcast? Well, in in Dungeon Fables, probably not so much, unless they're going to actually talk about dungeon locations and raids and whatnot. But Cobalt's do appear in a lot of dungeons. True, but I don't think it's going to change anything per se. Fair enough. Or have anything I can like really refer to. Having said that. We're probably going to talk about it at some point down the road on Live Laugh Lore because I know Jin already pre-ordered it and I have not yet, but I probably will very soon. Probably with some like in January or so after Christmas is over and uh, it will be mine because that that list of authors alone sold me on it. It's good stuff. I'll, I'll point out it does uh, arrive uh, within a few days of my birthday. If anybody's looking to uh, look at a birthday present for me, you know, totally good with that. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll, cl- I'll clip that and send it to Jackie. Okay. Uh, no, because she just sent it back to me saying, "Get this." No, uh, fair. All right. <laughs> Uh, and and that, that's still my my money paying for it, so you know. Uh, yeah, Anyways, that kind of defeats the purpose. Uh, yeah, so it comes out. Yeah, it comes out April fourteenth of next year, and uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun to read. Yeah, like I don't know when it comes to different universes and stuff. I think one of my favorite things to see pop up in like side media related to whatever universe I'm interested in. It's like the short stories, like the folk stories. Like folk stories by themselves are just. I, I have a soft spot for them, like with like the Harry with the Harry Potter uh, when the Harry Potter series came out with the the, the Tales of Beetle and the Bard. I bought I I bought that up immediately just because a bunch of short stories that was different, like set in that universe and like their mindsets and all that. And I don't know. There's something about folk stories from very expensive universes that just. That I, I, I just love so Your much. Jam. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. I was one of those crazy people who read a whole bunch of the short stories you can find in Skyrim. Hmm. Well, all right then. Uh, well, speaking of stories and all that, we're going to go over to our sponsor, who who gives us another way of enjoying short stories. Uh. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. And this week, by request from Medros, we are going to listen to Ready Player 2. And scrambled out of my rig. Then I bolted out of my new office, sprinted down the hall, and jumped into the first elevator to arrive. The half dozen GSS employees inside all avoided making direct eye contact. I could guess what all of them were thinking. Meet the new boss, weird as the old boss. I gave them all a polite nod and pressed the 13 button. 
According to the interactive building directory on my phone, the 13th floor was where the GSS archives were located. Of course, Halliday had put them there. In one of his favorite TV shows, Max Headroom, Network 23's hidden research and development lab was located on the 13th floor. And the 13th floor was also the title of an old sci-fi film about virtual reality, released in 1999, right on the heels of both The Matrix and Existence. When I stepped off the elevator, the armed guards at the security station snapped to attention. As a formality, one of them scanned my retinas to verify my identity. Then he led me past the security station and through a set of armored doors into a maze of brightly lit corridors. Eventually, we reached a large room, its walls lined with dozens of numbered doors like extra-large safety deposit boxes, each with a number stenciled on its front. So, once again, that was Ready Player Two, written by Ernest Klein, narrated by Will Whedon. You can find that and nearly 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash atareads2020. And we'd like to thank Audible for their support of the show. So, our question of the week from last week was, how have you been enjoying your first week of Shadowlands? Jonah says, Shadowlands has been amazing. I never knew how much I wanted a linear leveling experience until Shadowlands. The dungeons are all great, some are better than others, but so far no dungeon has felt bad to play. Torghast has been an absolute blast. The difficulty almost the difficulty seems almost perfect, and I can't wait to get to higher tiers. The legendary system has done wonders for the trade skill economy. I've never had so much gold before. I love the freedom to do content I want without the nagging presence of an infinite power grind. I spent the last week mostly gold farming, and I know I'm not going to be any less powerful in the Raid or Mythic Plus dungeons. Lastly, PvP has been so much fun. I dragged my feet doing battlegrounds for Blood, for blood of the Enemy in BFA, but in Shadowlands, I'll just queue for Raided Battlegrounds for fun. I plan on gearing most of my alts through Raided Battlegrounds with the new honor for gear system. Shadowlands is on the road to be one of the best expansions to date. Joe Bucks says, the storyline is good, so far, but I am making gold bit by bit again. Me and Golvin will talk more about Shadowlands in the next Group Quest show. Yeah. Dragon Red says, so far I love the story. That said, given what has been revealed about both Maldraxxus and Bastion, I am now thinking about my Pandaren monk going to Bastion, and my Dwarf Paladin is seriously considering going to Maldraxxus. If only she was a Dark Iron. Krazy says, I'm so far behind, I'm struggling with FOMO. That is a thing for sure. Dashkin says, It feels kind of bland. I'm still going through currently kicking it with Draka. I had more fun in BFA. Josh CBC says, First WoW expansion since Miss. I've actually played more than a day of and really enjoying so far. Uh, Rioka says, I've gotten more mounts from week one Shadowlands than I have every other expansion, pretty much. Wow, and me says, not purchased yet, so I have no idea. Been concerned at all this people on full servers not getting to play huge log-on times, even though they paid in advance. Not sure if Blizzard's at fault for or them for buying it. Uh, Frasley says, yes, been taking my time, going slow and easy, just the way I like it. I'm now in Ardenweald on my main. At low of 56 right now. Wikipedia says, I guess, question mark. I'd feel better if I had more time to play. I just got to Maldraxxus. 
And next week's question is, we're about two weeks into Shadowlands. How are you feeling about your Covenant choice? Have you done a Covenant change? Uh, I'm good. And no, I have not. I have not done a change, and I don't intend to because I love Ardenweald so very much. I I have also not made a change. I have stuck heart. I I uh, I have stuck. I stuck through it with the Venthyr, and I have no regrets about that choice. Although the the the, the tea party is not as much fun as I thought it would be, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Not everything's perfect. It's fine. And uh, no, I have not done a covenant change. All right then. Uh, well, I think that's uh, about it for the news part of the show. Uh, Allie, what's your shout-out for today? Ooh, oh man, I have so many. So instead of blabbering on for an hour, I want to give my shout-out to the voice actors for Theotar the Mad Duke and his buddy Sybil. The work done on those two is just phenomenal and really well done. Um, I like to give a shout out to all the people who have been like watching and supporting the my latest little stream thing that I've been doing over the past couple of weeks. It's almost done. I'll be starting the. I'll likely be starting the finals for my little NHL twenty AI tournament this week. Nice. And yeah, it, I, I've I've had a lot of fun with it. I'm not sure if I'm going to continue again right away. Might do something else for Saturday streams for a little bit. But it's it, it it is likely something I will bring back in some form. So can we can we ask who, who's in the finals? Um, not quite yet. The, the last games of the semifinals need to be played still. Okay. But right now it is. So you don't know any players, any teams that are in the finals. No, I only know the current semifinal matchups are the Manitoba Bisons versus the Saskatchewan Riders. I have named that the Banjo Bowl on ice, and I should have known better than to do that, because historically, Manitoba <laughs> does not do good in the Banjo Bowl. I was going to say, thanks, buddy. We appreciate that. Uh, but I couldn't help it. It's a Manitoba-Saskatchewan thing, right? I mean, it, it almost asked for yep. it. Yep, it almost did. Yeah. Um, and in the East, I have the Quebec Voyager versus the Ontario Universe. <laughs> Ontario Universe? Well, yeah, I mean, that's where Toronto is. It's the center of the universe, right? Yep. Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, I am going to do a shout-out to Dracodred for pointing me out to that adorable pet that I am now going to hunt like mad. Uh, I must have the Lost Featherling. And, and, and I will not accept anything less. So that is going to be about it. Uh, and we're going to pop on out of here. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. So let's do our outro. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, you can call us at one seven eight five ata well 5 or one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. And if you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Allie's show at DungeonFables.com and Toasty's stream at Twitch.tv slash ToastyPostyCan. You can find the show over on Twitter at AllThingsAZ, Medros is at Medros, Fandeth is at Fandeth, Allie is at AllieAndrusK, I'm at ToastyPostyCan, and you can find the network over at Dawnforge. 
And please check out the other shows from the Dawnforge Network, including Group Quest and Shattered Soulstone. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care. Happy hunting. And we'll see you on the other side of, well, of course, the Lost Featherling. But Castle Nathria, too. Like, that's a thing that's okay. Sorry, I was referring to the most important thing in my week. Yeah, Castle Nathria, right? This podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.